listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Prius, want a Prius. Wait, who the, who the hell screwed this thing up? Fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Prius. Hybrids. Jeeps. Hybrids. Oh. <laughs> Diesels. <laughs> Diesels. That Diesels would be wonderful. <laughs> hey, I'm Tony, and I'm not as hot as I used to be. Obviously incorrect. Hey, I'm, hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh, and I'm your average, everyday broke Jeeper. Hi, I'm Tammy, and no, I was not in jail. <laughs> as hard as you tried. <laughs> Thank God. Hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Well, Tammy, the doctor is in. Ken, a.k.a. Dr. Death Wobble, joins us to talk about how to diagnose and treat the dreaded condition of Death Wobble. And this week in Jeep, we're going to hear about a tragic accident involving many Jeeps and a train. And if you thought he was cool as an Avenger, as an Avenger, wait until you hear about this actor's latest gig. Oh, I saw this. Tammy, yeah. yeah, Tammy gives us a uh, Jeep Mama update in Wrangler Talk. Nikki G chimes in on well, this or that. And we got a bunch more stuff coming up later in the show, so stick around. Nikki G, hammer time. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this weekend Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. Has a semi-truck recently ran you off the road, causing you to total your car and suffer minor injuries, and now you want to source a good dash cam? Well, Amazon has just what you need, and now you can get your cam on and help support the show all in one click. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there. You'll be taken to the Amazon's world of online shopping. While there, anything you purchase will give the show a few cents of support while costing you absolutely nothing more. If you like what you hear, have gotten any benefit from what we're doing, well then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. And thanks in advance. How many times did I tell you to get a dash cam? I can't afford it. Get a dash cam. I I can't afford it. Well, you may know him for his role in the Bourne Legacy uh, as Aaron Cross, or his more famous role as Hawkeye in Marvel's Avenger movies. But what you probably don't know is that the actor famous for these roles and many others, Jeremy Renner, is also an avid Jeep enthusiast and the spokesman for Jeep's latest ad campaign. As the warm California sun shines down on him, he explains what he wants out of a vehicle. I don't want something that looks like a rocket ship. I, I don't want something that looks like a popsicle. He tells a couple of journalists as he stands in front of a red Jeep Gladiator last Wednesday. I want something that looks like a vehicle. Renner counts a Tesla Model S among his auto possessions and now a 707 horsepower supercharged black Jeep Grand Grand Cherokee Trackhawk has been added to the mix as well. Given to him by one of FCA's top execs, in fact. Oddly enough, the reason Renner's has been selected for FCA's Summer of Jeep ad campaign is not for his love of cars, it's for his music. Oddly enough, FCA's chief marketing officer, Olivier Francois, has had a chance to hear some of Renner's tunes when the FCA executive, who is also head of the Fiat brand, was in Los Angeles for a taping of NBC's Songland recently. Francois will be featured on the show in August, searching for songwriters for upcoming Jeep commercials. And although Renner's music is not part of that show, 
Francois liked what he heard so much, at least enough during a uh, visit to Renner's home where they talked about uh, talked and sipped tequila, that he decided to use Renner's brand's music in the upcoming Jeep marketing campaign. Whatever I was doing, whatever he was needing, it just made sense, Renner said. A series of spots featuring various Jeeps and Renner's music are designed to tell the story of Jeep as Francois sees it, summed up in three simple words. Freedom, authenticity, and capability. It forms a kind of launch of Renner's music career as well with songs like Main Attraction and Nomad, designed to highlight Jeep's attributes. I'm generally more interested in the music than having Hawkeye as my endorser, Francois said. Music, Francois says, allows you to connect to an audience emotionally, not just through a product. These are not just songs, he goes on to say. These are mini-movies to me, he said of Renner's music. The ads will air on social media as well as TV, but you won't see any Jeep commercials during the Super Bowl. FCA chose to skip televised advertising for the big game, which was noteworthy not just because of the size of audience, but also because FCA has featured Eminem, Clint Eastwood, and Bob Dylan in memorable past spots. So far, the effort has paid off quite well compared to the pricey Super Bowl TV ads with millions of online views and positive feedback coming all around. The, brand, the band, One Republic's largely instrumental version of the Star Spangled Banner featuring images to represent the lyrics was particularly well received by audiences. FCA's approach to marketing its product to be different than that of other automakers, the traditional car guys, as they put it, who want to see their products front and center. At FCA, we hate marketing as usual. I hate when marketing feels like marketing, he said. Nothing that the noting that the new efforts with Renner and the NBC show are just an experiment. What I like about this experiment is that it's a new approach to a brand integration, he said. People have already been introduced to Jeep. Everybody knows of the brand, he noted. Now, people need to be reminded of what it stands for. Well, you know, this is obvious. This is playing right into our hands because we're very unconventional when it comes to promoting or not promoting Jeep products. If You know, if you've got a, uh, a one of the new Cherokees or the Renegades. <laughs> so this would be perfect, a perfect opportunity, I say, uh, for Jeep to come on and uh, throw us some people and uh, we could interview them or talk to them and uh, we'd be, be happy to promote the, the Jeep stuff. And you know what? We could probably take a Jeep truck or two for <laughs> several of the coast. You know, uh, promotional sakes. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it would. Uh, I think it would be great to have Jeremy Renner on the show to talk about oh, this yeah. and 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 some other stuff as well. But I mean, once we get uh, one celebrity on the show, I, I think it'll be uh, uh, well, uh, open the door the for many one, others. Yeah, the last yeah. one that we would ever have. No, because yeah, I would like first, to have last and only. <laughs> <laughs> I would wait, like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys have a celebrity right here. Oh, oh, Josh has always been a big deal. Uh, but All of us have. I would love to have Jeremy on here because I would like to ask him, you know, it'd be like that geeky uh, tra Star Trek stuff where, sir, if you, but if this, the fees are actually, you know, that type of thing. So it'd be yeah, like, right. but Jeremy, as your, as your character uh, in Infinity War, uh, really your only superpower was good timing. You, you would know when to let that arrow go. You're not going to see him going, son of a bitch, why am I on here? <laughs> I came on here to talk about Jeeps, dang it. <laughs> In Infinity War, whenever you were doing blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I don't know if you, if you guys have seen any of these ads yet. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I have not. In fact, sometimes I'll, because of just how busy I am with, with work and uh, with voiceover and, and the podcast and stuff, my TV won't get turned on for a week or more sometimes. So uh, it's very rare that I get a chance to sit down and, and watch a little bit of TV. Uh, but I did recently, and uh, I actually saw one of these Jeep commercials with Jeremy Renner. And I, at first, I was just like, 
Oh geez, they got another um, you know Avengers movie coming out already. And oh no, wait, this is a this is a Jeep commercial. That's Jeremy Renner. Holy crap, this is kind of cool actually. And it's it's the one that I saw was um, was very like uh, a celebrity sort of breaking through his shell and and getting back to his roots almost. You know, is that there was a tour bus involved and and uh, the tour bus was was maybe broken down or they stopped on the side of the road or something like that. And instead of getting back in the tour bus. He gets into the people's Jeep and they get into the tour bus and he takes the uh, shortcut through the desert to get to the show. And uh, and he gives the keys to the people back, you know, in, in, in the front row. And here you go. And thanks for the ride type of thing. So really kind of a cool, different take on a, on a grassroots theme to it, to a Jeep commercial using a celebrity would definitely has a huge following. So very cool stuff. Um, I'm very anxious to see some of the other commercials in this ad campaign um, that they have coming out. So yeah, it should be some really cool stuff. I, I've always enjoyed him as an actor. He has a, a, a like a, a an every an every guy on on uh, yeah. about him. Very and, much so. And uh, I, whenever I saw, because I actually saw them the story that you that you read to us, uh, not not the the story, uh, the detail of the story, but just you know this uh, this basic story on Facebook. And mm-hmm. he, the, I, I saw him with a jeep, and I went, "Oh wow, is this a celebrity that that is a jeeper?" And then I, when I read a little bit there, it said it really sounded like it was this jeep uh, purchasing him to you know help sell their product. So I was curious if he was a jeeper or not, and was happy to hear that you had. Uh, had that in your story that he actually is a, a Jeep owner and a Jeep enthusiast. That uh, yeah. that's really cool because you can uh, you can share a little bit of something with uh, somebody that's uh, in the public eye. I'm Absolutely. watching the commercial right now. Oh, hey, there you go. Damn it, Tammy! <laughs> it's show time. It's not shopping no, time. It's not watching video time. It's get your head in the game time. And it's not a blue Jeep, or it's not a red Jeep, and it's not a black Jeep. He's in. But they're all red Jeeps, really, aren't oh, they? Oh, come on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> In the big scheme of things. Josh, get on with the next story, Josh. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, speaking of red Jeeps, there's actually some pictures uh, floating around the web uh, here recently. Yeah, very, very sad uh, of some brand new Jeeps uh, and a couple of them red, actually, uh, that didn't even get a chance to see one mile of life. Now, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And if you've seen the pictures of Wednesday's train derailment, you'd likely agree. And if you live west of Nevada and have ordered a Jeep Wrangler, Gladiator, or even a new Silverado recently, uh, you may be waiting longer than you were expecting. Yesterday morning, 33 train cars derailed in Lincoln County, and the cargo that was being transported consisted mainly of new Jeep Gladiators and Wranglers, along with a smattering of... (laughs) (sighs) Along with a smattering of Chevy, Chevy Silverados and GMC Sierras. The train derailment also caused the adjacent road to be closed, and local law enforcement recommends the area to be avoided as long as it takes to clean all this up. Do not come by here asking for Jeep parts, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Which, according to experts, may take days or even weeks to sort all this out. In the photos, you can see damaged Jeeps and other trucks sitting on either their wheels or on their paint in various positions, in some cases, as the incident is being assessed. Available information says there were thankfully no personal injuries, but it's not likely that any of these trucks are going to end up in the customer's hands, even after a significant discount. It so happens that pre-registration transport damage such as this, significant or not, usually results in scrapping complete vehicles so that manufacturers can steer clear of liability and repair issues. Looking at the pics closely, you can see some interesting stuff, like the um, upended Gladiator seems to have a pretty sturdy support structure for its cab. 
thanks to its new roll bars, as none of the glass seems to have even one crack in it. And this is a Jeep sitting on its hood, I mean, on, on its roof. And uh, this clearly came spilling out of a train car, took a nice little spill, and none of the glass broke. That's impressive. Another interesting fact seen in these pics is that the GM trucks have mounted discrete and temporary transport wheels instead of the rims we typically see on trucks in dealers' lots. Maybe that's to deter thieves that are eager to jump onto a train and grab a shiny set from a truck on their way to the dealer? Yeah, who knows? Still, it's a shame that these vehicles are never likely going to fulfill their driving, hauling, and off-roading purposes in the hands of their new owners. Perhaps the manufacturers can at least use the damage for data-gathering purposes? I don't know. Either way, I'll be curious to see if any of these will get refurbished or parted out, or if the whole lot is going to go to the scrapyard. Either way, Daddy could use, use a new discounted Gladiator. Oh, man. You know, I can I can understand from a company perspective what you read exactly there, the liability and the, the repairs yep. and the warranty and all the rest of that crap. So it's just a shame that somebody goes, uh, actually several people, uh, went to the, the the all the trouble of building that, and it's not going to enhance somebody's life. Maybe make them money, uh, whatever it was they were going to do with it. And uh, so sad that it was uh, that any red jeep was involved. Thirty-three yeah. train rate, thirty-three train cars. That's I mean the the pictures. I mean you only see a half a dozen train cars or so in, in some of these pictures. Thirty-three train cars. I mean it is just a massive derailment, a massive wreck. And a massive cleanup effort. And there's going to be a massive, uh, you know, OEM parts on the market, I think, here real soon, too. So, so I'm not sure how all that's going to work out. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't think you said uh, what the p- possible reason for this uh, derailment was. But I heard no, rumor that it was a Toyota on the track that oh, was Chris. trying to make the train <laughs> the, the Prius derail. just won't start. <laughs> I, the, the train's coming. What do I do? <laughs> you, you just press the damn button it's, a, it's electric go <laughs> well if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories or have a story yourself that we should be reporting on or you'd like to share be sure to let us know by phone or by email just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out to us and coming up a little bit later in the show interview with Ken aka Dr. Death Wobble himself Dr. Death Wobble Sunday 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 no that's I'm sorry Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, swapping coil springs the right way, which I'll say, get the, the 999 uh, tie wrap bag from Amazon. You'll need it. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Well, I'm back from the beach. I'm fine. I'm not. I didn't go to jail. Um, I just got a little. Good lord! What did you do on the beach that you could have gone to jail for, Tammy? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I didn't do anything on the beach. I uh, did it before I got to the beach. You know, and I didn't realize that um, my jeep could go so fast. Save it for the judge, lady. Feel, feel, (laughs) um, feel so smooth. So I'm. You know, following my GPS, and it's taken me around um, US 64, which is like a 65 mile an hour road because of traffic is really, really bad. So I'm, you know, in the back country and, you know, where you have to slow down at 45 miles per hour when you go through those little teeny towns. And I wasn't paying attention. And I guess I went through one of these little teeny towns and I didn't even realize I was going through it because I was so busy looking at 
those signs. Watermelons, a dollar oh, peaches, apples, boiled peanuts. So I'm like reading all these signs. And the next thing I, I look in my rear view mirror and I'm like, oh shit, here comes a really fast sports car. I better pull over because I was in the left lane. I better pull over in the right lane. And all of a sudden he pulls behind me and I'm like, what the hell? And all of a sudden the blue lights go on. I'm like, shit. Did you slow down when you saw the car moving up really fast no. behind you? Yeah, no. see, I do that immediately. I, you know, I it's, it's, know it it's all fun. And, it's all fun and games, but you know those drag races and stuff—they're great. Oh. But it's really a poor <laughs> sport when they turn on the red and blue lights. You know, no. when yeah. they lose, cops yeah. are really bad. They are very poor sports when it comes to drag racing. I know, but he, he was Deputy Gilbert. Was I said? He told me I was going seventy and a forty-five. I'm like, no, I wasn't. And he's like, yes, you were. And I'm like, oh my god, am I going to jail? And he's. Um, he said no, and I said, "Well, would it help to tell you that I'm a celebrity?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I did. I said. Oh he said. <laughs> he said no, and <laughs> was he real he serious? You. Did he get a did, you, did he get a he smile was, at all? Whatever that you said. I think that? he was trying not to laugh, <laughs> uh, and I apologized profusely, and I said, "I'm sorry, I was distracted." And he said, "You need to slow down, ma'am." You need to, I'm like, yes, sir, I know. You need to um, step out of the vehicle. You need to put your hands behind you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Control the position. <laughs> Control, we got another celebrity out here. <laughs> so, so while he was back writing my ticket, I posted on Facebook, and this police officer friend of mine immediately um, commented, put your hands, or keep your hands on the wheel, be polite, yep. and whatever, whatever. I'm like, I am. Um, but however... I turned around because I had my little bag of Jeep Mama stuff, and I was digging out my Jeep Mama business Trying card to and the bribe the officer <laughs> and, and the Jeep Talk Show card. And then I read uh, my friend's comment. And I'm like, "Oh shoot! He probably thinks I was reaching around for a gun or something, and now I'm going to get shot." And uh, anyway, it'd be good good for the show as long as you didn't right. die. You know that. So right. think of it that way. So uh, when he asked me for my license. I'm like, kind of like I'm shaking and I'm trying to find it in my, my little zipper wallet thing. And I pulled out what I thought was my license, but it was my credit card. And I handed it to him and I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. No, that I'm sorry, man. I'm only cash. I'm I don't take you to do the sobriety test now. Uh, <laughs> but he was really nice. It was, it was, you know, I was in the wrong. I was not paying attention. I, you know. Hey, it's not speeding. your fault they put a small town there. I mean. I well, yeah. And all those stupid farmer's market signs. Take those oh, down. Oh, yeah. See, that, uh, that would be a good argument. Signs. Distracted yeah. driving. No, I'm sorry. That's not a good argument. No, it's not. So I'm just going to suck it up and pay the fine because I'm not driving another five hours to go to court. And five oh, hours back. That's how they get oh. you. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I'll do a GoFundMe page so I can... Because I'm going to have to dip into my Jeep fund to pay this Well, at least ticket. it wasn't a construction zone or anything like that. Oh, you know? yeah, a school zone. Can you imagine? Ugh. So it's it's all good. I just got to write a check because they don't take credit cards online. How, how big a check, Tammy? $218. How much Ooh, How much one. would it have been? Did you, find, did you look up how much it would have been if they had actually written the ticket for what you actually... I can't believe your Jeep can do 110 yeah. frankly. Oh, shush. <laughs> uh, no, he... I was going 70 and he dropped it to 60. Um, I don't know. I think I would have been probably reckless driving, which I hear it could be a felony. 
Um, no. Her, if you go 80 in Virginia, it is. It's a felony. Really? Yes. That's oh, what some people are saying. If I you know. do, like, if you do like 80. A, a 33 time felon or something like yeah. that. I mean, 80 is my cruising <laughs> speed. <laughs> right. If you do 80 on the Beltway on the inside lane uh, here in Houston, you're getting shot because you were holding traffic up. Traffic up, yep. <laughs> if you're on the tollway and not, <laughs> they don't mess with you because, damn it, that's your road. You paid for that little patch and you'll go whatever goddamn speed you want to go. <laughs> right. My taxes so, pay for the whole road. I'm going to use exactly. it all. Tammy, you need your um, own segment. <laughs> um, so that was that. The beach was fun. I had a good time. No, I didn't take my Jeep on the beach. I Aww, have no good. desire. Yeah, it's, I just had no desire to do that. And it was super hot. And, you know, Did you, we just were you concerned about leaving it away and, and people messing with it while you, were, while you were on the beach and not within, uh, you know, eye shot of it? No. Oh, you, just we, don't, um, you just don't love your Jeep then. No, we had we had a house. I really don't remember losing a D ring. I just, oh, <laughs> it all comes full circle. We understand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had a house. We were like a half a block from the Jeep, the beach. Ah, so, too bad. Yeah. Um. So today was a spa day for my Jeep. I had to take her in, um, to get the oil changed, and I wanted to visit my you know bearded Jeep mechanic guys and Jeff over there at Adrenaline Off Road. And as we're rotating my tires, um, they noticed my poor little Jeep had a splinter in her tire, um, a root. And I didn't even notice this. This is how bad I was in inspecting my Jeep after the last time I went off-roading. A root got stuck between the rim and the tire. And the bead? Yeah. Yes. And happen. the cool thing about it is um, they didn't want to pull it out because they, they weren't sure you know, how much was in it. So I got to see the bead popping machine um, and it popped and I'm like, oh my God, did you just bust my, my tire? And he's looking at me like, no, I'm like, isn't there like a little inflatable thing in there? And he's like, no, <laughs> this isn't a bicycle lady. <laughs> no, it doesn't have an inner tube. I had, okay. I know everyone's probably laughing, but I had no idea. I get the bead thing. I get how they, I've never seen how the wheel goes on the tire and how that so it was pretty cool thing well, for well, me well tammy you're not all wrong there because they actually make bead locks which is basically a tube inside the tire uh that pushes against the both beads on both sides which oh, is those are those are like run flats yeah uh well the, the staunch is it staunch uh, uh bead locks because they uh, it's a uh, a tube that goes inside there, and that actually is a better bead lock than the wheels because the wheels just lock one side, whereas the the in, the internal one actually locks both sides of the bead. So those are pretty cool. Um, so that was that was interesting, and then I got to watch him put it back on, and he showed me. I didn't. I'm like watching him deflate it before we popped the bead and everything, and he pulled the little pin thing in the tire valve out mm -hmm. to deflate it really fast and um i'm like i didn't know you could do that either oh you can buy um, one of those little tools and just go around yeah, the parking showed, lots and pull the the valve <laughs> he out showed me, yeah, he showed me the little <laughs> screwdriver's tool so you know that was pretty cool um anyway so that was that was nice and then i'm skipping to another subject i'm skipping to my segway, rusted bumper. Segway, yeah. yeah segue um, 
So a comment on my YouTube channel, somebody wanted an update on my POR15, which I put on my bumper last mm-hmm. fall, and it is holding up amazing. So basically, the um, POR is not a POS. That's good. Right. However, it's only I only put it on the spots that were rusted. So now, there's new rust in the oh, spots. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a temporary fix, because once your bumper gets infected... You know, well, this is what I was telling you about having yeah. the uh, the what do you call that crap that they spray on there and cook on there the powder coating. Uh, that's that's the trouble with powder coating is because now really the only way you can fix this is to get rid of all the powder coat yep. and and pour yep. the whole thing. Yep. So you know I'm just right now I'm it, I'm just going to pour it as it goes and then if I have time and money I will sandblast it. And I've been seeing so many Jeeps that are bedlining their bumpers. They're bedlining their outside of their Jeeps. Um, so I'm thinking maybe bedlining the bumper. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that. So just to let you know, POR15 is really good stuff. It's solid. I've and, heard that. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that about it before. Really good. Um, and then I want to update everybody in case anybody wants to join me on some wheeling events. Um, Next, yes, next weekend, not this weekend, July 20th through the 21st, um, the Cove Campground, where I went wheeling the last time, the off-camber crawlers are having a 101 and 201 event that's open to anybody. Um, So if you go to off-camber crawlers on Facebook, you can sign up, find out how to sign up there. I'll be wheeling there. That following weekend at Roush Creek, I will be... um, Giving a trail ride to the Carolina Trails Off-Road folks, Brian there, um, which we interviewed on the show a while back, and some other folks will be there. Um, Willie Wagon is coming down from, gosh, he's in Michigan, I think, right? Yep, because he's the the semi-driver for the Jeep guys, um, for the, the Jeep trucks and cars. And then August 24th, I've been invited to a um, Jeep Talk Show listeners um, land, Tim, in East Lyme, Connecticut, where I'm going to go wheeling for his free wheeling day and meet some of the Connecticut folks. And then the next morning, we're going to head up to New Hampshire and wheel with the Bearded Jeeper. And that's Saturday, August 24th, and Sunday, August 25th. And then in September, I'm guiding two ladies' rides, one at Anthracite Outdoor Adventure Area, and then, of course, Women's Wheeling Day. Phew! I'm going to be busy. So, Tammy, a suggestion for you, and you'll need somebody to video this while you're doing it. When you're when you're out uh, with a bearded jeeper, mm-hmm. an, an air balloon that would be just a wonderful uh, YouTube video. It would get you thousands of uh, of viewers. An air balloon? No, nair. You know this the hair removal. Oh, put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's a lot yes. funnier when you know what I'm saying. Right. So uh-huh. <laughs> hit, hit it in the face and the hair comes off. It's like, oh, right. the semi-bitter jeeper. <laughs> hey, we're we're going to do this whipped cream pie in your face gag. <laughs> nah. Wink, wink. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, kids. Uh, that stuff will, will burn don't you. It's like acid. <laughs> so that's my little update. Um now and we'll get back to our regularly scheduled Wrangler talk next week. Cool beans. And coming up later in the show, our regularly scheduled Nikki G.
So now some of you folks that are uh, have joined the Jeep Talk Show group uh, on, on the Facebook, you know, of course, that's where everybody is. Uh, you, you may have read this recently. We've been doing some updates to our website. Uh, I actually moved the, the website onto a service so we could get uh, a lot better response time uh, for, you know, get basically getting the page on your, your big screens or little screens or whatever it is that you use. And uh, so far, it seems to be doing very well. Uh, in fact, we had uh, one listener uh, say that uh, the, the website was now faster than uh, listening to the show on the uh, Jeep Talk Show app on his iPhone or Android. <laughs> and he may start using the website to listen to the show. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter how you get the show and how you listen to it as long as you listen to it. But uh, I was very happy to hear about that because uh, we invested a little bit of money of uh, getting a hosted uh, site and uh, seems to be doing well. So just go to uh, jeeptalkshow.com and check out the website. Hey, guys. It's the FM Jeeper. Just giving you guys a call. So I just wanted to chime in on your exhaust uh, manifold discussion that you guys were having um, last week. I ran into the same issue. Um, you know, I had exhaust header that cracked, went in. I actually replaced it with a Gibson. Um, I think it was a stainless. Not that I wanted to pay more, but um, it was a little thicker gauge. It should hold up to the views a little bit better. Um, but one thing I was reading in that I originally tried and I messed up the fitment. I didn't. I actually had to go pick up another stock exhaust out of the junkyard. But um, I was going to try to weld in a flex joint between the downpipe and where, if I'm not mistaken, the cat mounts. Somewhere in that zone where if the engine were to shift or, or, or um, you know, jump or move or slide or whatever, um, the flex pipe would take up some of that vibration and or movement. Uh, it's something that I saw a couple guys in the forum do. Um, it sounds like it has some merit, so I was I might actually revisit that um, when I get a little bit of time. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my my take on that. Um, for Tammy, um, I can't believe you were going to come to Connecticut, not look me up, but uh, I'm just teasing. I would have, I probably would have met up with you guys eventually anyway. Um, but yeah, so uh, Tammy, I look forward to meeting you. Uh, see you at the end of August. So uh, you guys have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You know, that reminds me, <clears throat> Nate, uh, the famous Nate, the face, famous Jeep Talk Show Nate, uh, told me that uh, he had a Borland uh, exhaust header on his uh, um, LJ, and uh, I, he said that it was well worth the money. Uh, and Josh, I know you'll be interested in this. It was well worth the money. And I said, well, how long did it last? And he said, well, uh, seven, eight years until I sold the Jeep. And, and I went, oh, pff, anything over 15, uh, 16 months is, is, a, is a good thing. Yeah, really? <laughs> so that was a, a thumbs up. Now, it was a, on a TJ platform and not a JK. I'm sorry, not a, a, an XJ. So uh, I, I think it's still uh, applicable, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know for sure. He, but he had, the, he said he had the same problem with his, uh, with his LJ, uh, cracking those headers. Yeah, I think it's just you know you get what you pay for. Uh, when you buy a seventy nine dollar header, you're gonna. But you're not get a sure. Seventy nine dollar header. But you're not sure, and you don't want to spend three hundred dollars to have one crack. No, just, just like the eighty dollar so one. I, I went with a little bit more of a midline one this time, and and uh, I, I ha was having some other issues. That I think uh, when I went to the exhaust shop and and had them um, uh, fix a, an exhaust hanger that had broken on me oh. uh, to get it up off of my uh, my cross member, my. Uh, 
transmission mount cross member right uh that uh, i think when they were doing some welding and, and manipulating of that uh they reefed on the exhaust system a little too hard and it just separated a little bit up at the manifold that's where all my noise is coming from so i'm pretty sure that's that's where the issue is i've thought about doing the flex joint thing myself um, until I saw one in person. I mean, you, you kind of get an idea what they are. We're looking at the images online and everything. I was in a store, uh, a part store in a different state, uh, not all that long ago, and uh, they had a relatively large DIY exhaust section, um, and uh, and they had a few different sizes of those of those flex joints. And I picked one up, and and I'm just looking at it, and and yeah, they're they're bendy, and and they'll give a little bit of flex and everything, but I, I think they'll also uh, pick up and hold a lot of mud, dirt, debris, and and moisture. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, not a whole lot of moisture because obviously it's going to be hot and that moisture right. is going to, you know, evaporate rather quickly. But I believe that this is going to be a, a trap for rust, um, yeah. you know, in the long term. You, it, it may be, maybe maybe a, a short term solution, uh, but definitely not a long term. Are you talking about the stainless steel braid? Uh, yeah, it looks flex? like it looks like a like a like a braided uh, like a braided brake line. And yeah, um, and exactly. I think. You know, it's I don't know. I, I've seen some pictures of them where they're they're kind of rusted out a little bit. Um, I, I'm sure it's surface rust more than anything. I'm sure they're structurally fine and they're still sealed up and everything like that. I don't know. It just it didn't seem like a good option to me once I had one in my hand. This, uh, uh, maybe your mileage will vary. The stainless steel rust? No, stainless doesn't rust. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I bet you that was dirt and uh, the stuff that gets caked on. Uh, uh, you know, when stuff gets hot. The, the, that reddish stuff that you see on the pipe. Mm-hmm. That's also just like surface surface rust. Uh, you know, primary, even the the aluminized stuff uh, will will get a little bit of uh, an oxidation to it. Well, I'll check into that. I actually have one of those that I haven't uh, uh, put onto my Jeep yet. Thinking the same thing. Let's remove some of that because uh, the the four point is very torquey, and you know, mm-hmm. it's something if it's if it's not moving, if there's no flex in there, something's gonna gonna break eventually. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! This can be kind of a quick tip for you, and uh, if you're Ooh. if you've installed a yeah, if you've installed a lift kit on a coil sprung vehicle, well, you've undoubtedly had to use a spring compressor to get the lift springs to fit in between the axle and the body. This typically involves jacking the vehicle up to unsafe heights, unbolting the shocks, control arms, steering linkage, and your left arm just to get the axle to droop enough to get the stock springs out. Either that or you went and rented the spring compressor, mounted it up on the springs, and then spent the next 30 minutes slowly wrenching each side down one turn at a time until you're certain things are going to shoot out of the wheel well and take your head off. <laughs> Seriously, those things are freaking scary. scary. But there is an easier way, and after you hear this, you're going to kick yourself in the shorts repeatedly for doing it wrong the whole time. It's much easier to remove a coil spring by using the spring compressor while the jack and the vehicle weight has compressed the springs. Then lower the axle, and the spring will literally just fall out faster than the teeth in a tweaker skull. Doing this one corner at a time will result in a speedy and easy install. Just reverse the process by using the spring compressor to shrink the new springs outside of the Jeep, a much easier process when you don't have to worry about things getting in the way, and then install the compressed new spring in place, raise the axle back up, and remove the spring compressor. Voila! Seriously, I've swapped out front springs on a TJ in less than 30 minutes after disconnecting the sway bars and the shocks. No air tools, total maybe two hours, minus cleanup and putting away tool time. So the next time you're helping out a friend with a new lift or gaining some altitude yourself, remember this trick and save yourself a lot of time and hassle. 
So have you guys seen the meme where the the the, the young man is behind this shield uh, <laughs> and he's got the air the air wrench and he's collapsing the spring on the other side yeah. of the shield and he's just peering over the edge like <laughs> waiting for that thing to explode yeah that's a lot of uh, mechanical energy that's uh seriously that's pent, pent up there it is very scary doing that so far uh everything has been going well you can also uh and i think you mentioned it you can also uh, uh take off uh, the, the, the drop the shock mount or take the bottom shock out and uh, really drop that thing down drop the axle down and uh I think the I think I'm running. Uh, I remember. I think I'm running uh, uh, six uh, six and a half inch springs on on my uh, my Cherokee now, and I don't think I. Uh, it's a pain in the ass, uh, no matter what you're doing. But I think there was enough room that I think I had to use a crowbar just to get it over the the pad. Uh, I think mm, there was enough yeah. room with it dropped down that I think I just used a crowbar to get that popped in there. And you know, you would think that the two hundred and something dollar um, uh, price for those. Um, Oh God, I'm I'm brain farting on the name. The JKS adjustable. Um, oh, the ACOs. Yeah, ACOS the adjustable coilover spacers. Yeah, you would think the 275 would be the the thing that was the hardest part about buying one of those. No, the idea of having to drop that coil spring off to put yeah. those things on is <laughs> is a is a bigger uh, deterrent for me. <laughs> Well, anything to add? And maybe you have a question for Tech Talk or a topic that you would like for us to cover. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, it's Nate again. Sorry, I'm trying not to make too many voicemails for show these, these days, but, you know, sometimes uh, I'm inspired and I have to call in. So, I got a question for you, Tony. If you're out off-road, you come across a stuck vehicle, what do you use to recover it aside from your winch? Probably a strap, right? Recovery strap? You wouldn't use a chain, would you? Because it's generally believed within the uh, off-road industry that chains are bad news because they're dangerous, because when they break, they kill people. The same goes for your steel winch line. Yeah, it's got its benefits. So did chains. The point is, there's better technology, and you need to stop supporting the old, dangerous stuff. I've been within five feet of a synthetic winch line when it broke, and it just gently fell to the ground. It didn't kill anybody. It didn't cut any vehicles in half. It didn't cut any trees in half. So I'm just going to say that in another 10 years, maybe 15 years, you're going to see cable winch lines being outlawed at off-road parks the same way recovery chains are today. So just bear that in mind when you're back in your your, your steel cable winch line. Um, they're not – they serve their purpose, just like Josh was saying – they were good. They have their benefits. Chains were good. Chains were accepted. Chains had their benefits. Then they started killing people, and we had a better way to do it, and we moved. So don't support the old way that hurts people. Don't promote it. Don't tell people they should get cable instead of synthetic lines. They're not a trend. They're safer. Sometimes you make sacrifices for the sake of safety. All right. Thanks for the show, guys. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with the text, big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. From around the world. 
or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Idaho, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And uh, this week we've got Ken. Uh, he is better known as Dr. Death Wobble. Uh, Ken, <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> Ken tell, a, tell us, tell the kids about yourself, where are you from, and uh, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, well, like you say, my name, my name's Ken. I, uh, I have a shop up here in Michigan, and I'm a, uh, by trade, I'm a master auto mechanic. Um, I'm also, I build SEMA vehicles, I build show vehicles, and I, I specialize in making Jeeps drive well, lifted Jeeps specifically, but I mean, my whole mainstay is is taking the whole idea that it, it, it's a Jeep thing. It should drive poorly, and you know, throwing <laughs> that out the window. We want we want the Jeeps to drive very very well. Sure. <laughs> and, and, I, and and the next aspect of it is teaching people to to understand the physics behind it, and more of it. I can't be everywhere in this country. I can't be everywhere in this world. So I'd rather teach people so they can do it. I, I've I've helped people in Israel. I've people helped people in Spain. Wow. All kinds of different places. Now, Ken, so how do you help them in? How do you help them in other places? Just like are, man, they- um, I, I use WhatsApp, <laughs> and and I've, uh-huh. and I've used uh, I've used uh, I, I actually the the two in the one in Spain we were using Instagram DMs, and I was actually shooting videos back and forth with the gentleman, and wow. it was man, was it, I think it was an XJ that it was he had an XJ and no he had WJ in uh, in Spain that we got rolling for him, and and I was just shooting videos back and forth and he wasn't even speaking english so that was a that was a <laughs> that was an interesting one but i got him working we got him going and it, it, he's like because um over you know over in there they, they have specialty like toyota and like uh you know uh land cruisers are huge and all that stuff so they have their specialty shops in it but the guys that uh their, their mechanics really don't want to work on jeeps because they're not really you know in, in tune with it so i, I was Fortunate enough that he saw some of my videos on Instagram, and next thing you know, we're kind of going back and forth, and we got him, you know, sorted out. And then, um, like you say, the the dude in Israel, he had an XJ, and and I just all it is is when you message me, a lot of times I'm gonna make you even your your own custom uh, little video, and we'll kind of walk through a process and and the, understand the diagnosis process behind it. That is a lot of effort to put forth yeah. on, on somebody that you're not charging. Uh, hats off to That's you. That's amazing. great. Yeah, love it. Yeah, you, what I've found is it only makes me better. That the the only right. way, like the only way I'm gonna get better is by doing stuff like that. It's it's one of those that uh that it, it's pushed me, and I've I've became even much better as 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 a teacher, even that way. So, did you have an incident that uh, scarred you for life, and you said, "No, damn it, I'm gonna take take this bull by the horns and fix it for everybody else." <laughs> yeah, I got sick of people on the internet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I, yeah. What it was, I just, I just got sick of the misinformation. It was, and like, it is crazy because, like, me and my, like, all my friends, like, can't laugh about it. Like, how, how, how tired you had to be that I'm like, dude, okay, I'm just gonna start making videos. Like, I did not, I, I didn't really want to start doing it when I did it, but I was like, man, somebody's gotta, somebody's at least gotta, like. Because a lot of the, the principles we're talking about, are, they're, they're very simple principles. I, my goal is to explain everything I say on the fifth grade level. Like, oh, yeah. Even if I can go below that, like I try to, just to, just to simplify it because it's, I mean, I could easily go over your head and, and complicate all this stuff, but I, I, I really shouldn't have to. You know what I mean? Because it's not going to help you. 
Exactly. No, I was actually surprised whenever uh, Microsoft Word came out. One of the things they said was to make sure that you write on a sixth or seventh grade uh, reading level so everybody could understand mm-hmm. the document. And I thought to myself, good God. But yeah, if you sound, if it all sounds good and, and it's fancy and, and you like it, it doesn't do the do the uh, the person with the problem any good if they didn't understand what you're saying. So it's exactly right. You need to be uh, below the level, especially in a situation where they're learning because they're trying to understand those concepts. Now, a few years ago, uh, some manufacturers came out with the ability to run multiple steering stabilizers. Did that just drive you insane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it, it's it's one of those like I understand that whole game, and I've I've had you know and, and talked with countless people and stuff like that. And that for me, I, I I'm always at that stance like you'll I'll, I have a video out there about stabilizers, explain what they do and all that stuff. And I'm at that stance you can do whatever you want. It's just please don't please don't lie to people and try to tell them that you're fixing a problem that, that we should have fixed through physics and through geometry instead of band-aiding it and only, you know, only making the problem worse. So, I mean, like if I, I can walk you right through a diagnosis process when I get them in the shop, if, if it comes in and it's got like a lot of different like stabilizers and stuff like that, well, I have to, I take them all off before I drive it. Not to say that they're bad or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is the Jeep should drive very well without them. And then what that stabilizer is going to do is it's going to help preload the joints because we don't want vibrations in the joints. And that's, that's really what will the, – the root cause of death wobble is really a vibration. Mm-hmm. And, and so that the, the whole process is sorting out that vibration, figure out where it's coming from, from whether, whether it's an in, improper geometry angle that's causing it or maybe a, a loose part or anything like that. But, but just slapping a bunch of you know, crazy like stabilizers and all this stuff on it only it, it just only masks it, and it's it, it's definitely there. It's always going to be there, so it's a, it, it will come back. Now, another thing that can cause death wobble is when you forget to latch your hood latch when you're driving down the highway. <laughs> That's or I guess that would be hood hood flutter, maybe. Yeah, I did hood that flutter, once. Right? Yeah, yeah, it only moves a couple inches, but you think it's going to come through the windshield, right? Yeah, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> um, so I damaged my steering stabilizer once when I was on the trail and um, I didn't know that you could drive without it and I was like freaking out and they're all like oh no it's okay it's okay you can drive without it. I think that's a common thing you look at that and you see where it's positioned and I think it would be very common to go oh well that helps keeping the the, the tires from going back and forth. Yeah, yeah and so, well, and, 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 and the whole aspect of it I mean there, there's many many seasoned mechanics that have, have been doing a lot of this stuff for years that, that, that truly believe that, that, un, that, that, that really, you know, that, that believe you 100% you need it. And I'm not saying you don't need it. I'm not saying it's, it would, but we need to treat it as an insurance. Right. If, man, worst case scenario, that's what it's there for is to knock down some of the, some resonance in it mm-hmm. before we got a vibration that bad to get into a death wobble situation. And that's why, I mean, look at the new JL. That's why when they're doing three and four, revisions on the stabilizers and they're trying to they're, they're just band-aiding the, the underlying problem and, and the underlying problem is the the geometry they don't have enough positive caster in the in the ball joints which is going to be you think of that like a uh, shopping cart is if you look at the front wheels on a shopping cart that caster how it goes backwards it turns on a dime but when you start pushing it really fast it gets that that wobble and that shake yeah well that's that's what your jeep is doing so on the opposite side of the spectrum is we'd think like a chopper motorcycle where that, that rake is way out there. Well, that, that motorcycle, it wants to drive straight. It really does. It drives straight great. It turns 
uh, you know, a big wide turning radius doesn't want to turn. We're trying to find that happy medium. And, and the, the jail is always, the, we always say, the perfect storm. It was where we didn't quite have enough positive caster into it, so it doesn't really want to drive straight. The steering linkage is, is super thin. The track bar is super thin, so it's, it, it opens that door for resonance, and, and that's, that's a vibration. I didn't think about and that. Yeah, if it's, that, I was just going to say, I didn't think about it. that. If the track bar is kind of kind of flimsy, that uh, it can bend. I mean, just not, not and stay bent, but enough to, to cause the resonance. Yeah, that makes sense. Think of it like a tuning fork, and, and if and if and once that tuning fork starts going, now um, if actually if you watch some of my videos, there the, my intro is it, a front end that's shaking, and then it throws up my logo. That's a bone stock JL. That's a bone stock JL that the 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 steering is just atrocious, shaking on it like crazy. Um, that Jeep had three thousand miles on it, and so so at least. It, 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 it kind of helps you understand the way that death wobble works, though, is we're really looking for um, harmonics in the linkage. And, and, and you're definitely, you know, every metal out there, it can be a tuning fork once you hit that, at that right resonance. Well, we're trying to narrow that window. That's our, that's our whole goal is to narrow that window. If we put like six or seven stabilizers on it, or, you know, I'm obviously going over the top, but the more we put on there, yeah, we're narrowing that window, but there's way better ways to do that. You know, through 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 correcting geometry, through using the right components, we can. We're always going to have that window. It's always going to be an option there, but we're going to narrow it right down to where it's a minute chance that it would ever happen. You know, there's been death wobble ever since the Model A. It a, a solid axle vehicle is prone to it, but we can just narrow that window. So if lightning does strike, yeah, but at, at least the chances of it are substantially lower. What got you into this, like? the helping people um, thing uh the, the whole helping people thing so it, it, it's been like a long story the crazy part is, so like we we're talking about where i'm at i'm out in the middle of michigan if you come to my shop like I, i'm in a town of 800 people like i, I like mm-hmm. I, I you walk in the shop and you'll see like you know our magazine builds and all that stuff but like as well as you shouldn't know who i am you shouldn't know who like because i'm out in the sticks but once it got to us, I was I was never the first guy to look at anything. I was always like, "Hey, worst case scenario, call up Doc, he'll fix it." And because uh, I just don't give up, I, I I just won't. Like you know what I mean? I'm I'm just flat out. If you, you drove three hours to get here, it's getting done. I will find right. a way. And, and that's how. Um. Hey, so Doc, um, it's kind of weird calling you Doc. Um, what got you into YouTube? And the YouTube videos. I'm a fellow YouTuber as well. What well, what brought me into YouTube was after uh, the, it was about six months ago or so. After this past year at SEMA, I had I built three Jeeps for SEMA. Um, one of them, my personal Jeep, did very well. It was not like a full magazine feature. It, it did very well on the internet that week. And uh, it, it was one of those that I found a new kind of like little, little spotlight on me for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now's my chance to start helping people. Now is my yeah. chance to like really you know share share a lot of that knowledge we gained over the years because it's not fair to keep all the secrets in i was like no no, no more secrets the only way i'm gonna ever get better is by sharing right. everything and that's what i mean every night i'm reading books every every day i'm getting better because i have to i force myself to right i'm going to your channel right now to to see so now, now I've kind of run across this uh, that it seems like people sometimes think they have death wobble when it's not death wobble. Have you run across this? I mean, I always try to explain it with, 
uh, you think you're going to die. It's <laughs> whenever, yeah, yeah, whenever, yeah, yeah. You, whenever you have death wobble, it's scary as hell. It's like, what is going on here? What is getting ready to fall off? Uh, but, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. people sometimes just have a shimmy uh, that may be, you know, the forerunner of death wobble that isn't. How do you actually, uh, I, I don't know that you initially do this, but how do you actually qualify that, that, that they actually have death wobble? So, and that's, that's another thing. I, I, I made a video about it, and I, I wish people do it sometimes. Is, is it's critical to really understand is, do we have a shimmy? Do we have bumps here? Do we have death yes. wobble? Because, like, like you say, we need to diagnose those differently as well. So, for, for me... Death wobble is, you can drive through death wobble because really when you understand what, what I'm really talking about is resonance and a harmonic motion in the steering linkage. If we got it going fast enough and it smoothed out, it would go away. But, but for the most part, what you see in a Jeep is until you stop, it won't start, you know, until, or you slow down substantially, then it'll stop. That, that's what I'm going to say, you know, Hey, yup, that's death wobble. That's not just a shimmy or anything like that. I had a Jeep. Uh, I think it was like three or four days ago that it, it was a TJ on 35s and at 45 to 48 miles an hour, every, didn't skip a beat. The steering wheel would shake. It wasn't like a death wobble. It, it was in the tires. It right. was just, it would, it, you, 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 and you could drive right through it and it would smooth itself out. Um, and, and that's how I would say, yo, but, but that's an easy one. If you weren't, not everybody fixes this stuff every day. I, I, I would hope to God you don't experience death wobble <laughs> on the weekly basis like I do on all kinds of different platforms. You know what I mean? So so that that's where it's, it's super easy to be like, yeah, well, yeah, I got a little shake. Yeah, it was definitely death wobble. Well, it, you got to really sit back and understand what we have because then we're going to try to diagnose it a lot differently. But I, I mean, we got a pretty good process for diagnosing it that, that can help no matter what. You can do it step by step. Now, you just mentioned the tires, that they were actually getting this shimmy from the, the tires at uh, the 45 to 48 miles an hour. Um, one, yeah. of the, one of the things that I quite often see by the YouTube certified mechanics online, uh, <laughs> they'll say that uh, tires not being balanced will cause death wobble. And my thought process is that might get it started, but that's not the cause of death wobble. It, it, is that what you know? Is that what you found out? So, like you say, that's a double-edged sword. It, it, it's it's one of those that, and, and looking at it that way, yes, a tire on not being not balanced can cause a harmonic motion, a, a vibration into the steering, and, and it absolutely could cause it. Um, the the hardest one out there to diagnose as far as death wobble goes, it will always be tires because tires. That's an expensive one, and a lot of times, like we we always, I, I grew up in a shop. I've my my dad worked at the dealership for years. I now we have our own shop and everything, and. And I grew up as a little kid in there. And one of the first things you, you do when you get in the shop is they, they start you mounting and balancing tires because it, it's repetitive and it sucks. Right. So it was one of the, the first things you do, my dad always told me. He said, he said, Kenny, he said, you can uh, balance a block of wood, but you can't make it ride smooth. He said, just because that tire balanced out good doesn't mean it's always perfect. or doesn't mean it's going to ride well. And, and that's one of those things that in our aspect of it is the whole good enough is not enough. Well, it, it, tires can kick your butt. Tire, you can have a tire, you can have a brand new tire. I've seen it on, I had one that the Jeep had 1,600 miles on it, bone stock sport, so like the little guy tires on it, the thing wobbled like crazy until I switched out the tires and put a different set. A full, I mean, we balanced them, rotated them, all kinds of stuff, put a different set on, and magically, hey, it never had wobble again. And you know what, that's, a, that's a tough one. 
Remember, Tony, when we had Eddie on here from Ohio, and he went through all these things. Oh yeah, death with wobble. The, had problems with tires. Didn't yeah, he? was wasn't it the tires? I think it was. Uh, yeah. Which I was I was thinking. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, it just to me, and correct me on this, Ken. To me, the the tire is not going to be the 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 root cause of the death wobble. It's always going to be uh, components, how how worn they are, and if they have the ability to to move to allow that resonance to to actually occur. So the to me, the tires could be the the start. They could be the uh, what causes um, it, it, the resonance to start. But really, it's going to be the parts. How can they can they uh, buffer that uh, back and forth motion and not uh, amplify it? Yeah, yeah, you're 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 on the right track right there, and okay, and that so 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 and that and that's always ends up being like I say that always ends up being the the, the hard one to cross it is is the whole that whole aspect of it is is tire because tires they they, they put you at that that little spot where you're in a corner and, and you're like unless you have a set to swap out which fortunately I I run a Jeep shop I have tons of tires and rims and I I can just swap a different set out as my test set that like, Hey, I know that one. Like I, Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, I know these ones are, these ones run smooth. I know even if they're balanced, I just know they'll work. But like you say, so, so, so you're at that spot though, where you have a tire that does cause, uh, and that's causing a lot of harmonics in, into the steering system. The, 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 the best way, as long as everything's tight, as long as our geometry is correct, as long as all of our, you know, our alignment specs are, are correct and, and then the next thing to think about is even let's step into alignment for a second just lifted jeeps sometimes we want to run a little bit more aggressive angles on them just because we have to because we're dealing with you know modified parts we're dealing with a lot bigger heavier parts so when you take it to a local tire shop um i have specific specs that i i run you know, you know no matter what i'm gonna say like if if the computer says this or whatever no no i we're going to run this because I know what the Jeep will want. And you always give the Jeep what it wants. Now, are those specs that anybody can use, or is it specific to your uh, configuration? No. They, yeah, no, no, anybody can use them. And, and we talked about it. A lot of it um, comes through the videos. And I, I explain a lot of it is, is the biggest thing is instead of just saying, well, hey, the computer said this or, or anything like that, is what I, what I really like stress is to understand the, what we're doing and what we expect to happen when we're done, and and that's a that's a that's a, it's a very simple thing. It's just to say, hey, okay, I let's say I lifted the Jeep, and my my caster angle is, is four point three on on a JK. That's 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 what we call spec. Um, anything around within a half a degree, either way, they consider, hey, that that that's you know that's within spec. That will be fine. Well, I can tell you if. If I'm running that in, in, in my experience of everything, 4.3 is bare minimum. So, and it says, well, half a degree is within spec. So now if we're down at 3.8, I'll tell you right now that you, yes, some of them will drive well. Some of them at 4.2, you will have violent death wobble. As soon as they hit 4.3, hey, it's great. And then you'll have the next one that anything under 4.6 is violent. That's where, that's why you see people just ripping their hair out, going nuts and all this stuff. Because they're they're being told something right. that like well the specs says it's fine so it must be fine well yeah where's the problem if this is fine where's the problem then yeah that I, that that would be very yeah. frustrating 
it, it can be very frustrating. Fortunately, I've, and that's how I got good was Friday afternoons. I'll tell you right that right there. When, when the customer wants to take the Jeep away for the weekend, when I want to go home and see my family and this thing ain't driving well, Friday afternoons as a mechanic will always make you the, I mean, you're either going to get the best, <laughs> be the best or you're, <laughs> you're not going to get a lot of return work. Nobody nobody wants to spend the weekend working on death wobble. <laughs> exactly. So 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 you so for for me it it helps me. I get good fast. That's yeah. what and and not to say every week is a struggle, but every week we're learning more and and and, and now it, it just the process goes a lot faster. Now, I know we have some JL uh, listeners out there, and you mentioned JL, uh, like uh, JL Wrangler having a uh, 3,000 miles on it with Death Wobble. I think you said that was uh, uh, one of the videos on your YouTube channel. Um, I, I don't want to let that go by. So, in your opinion, what is the problem with the brand new Jeeps coming out of the factory, uh, barely any miles on them with Death Wobble? Man, so um, there, there's, there's, it's the perfect storm. That's what we always say is, is, you know, it's the perfect storm. Obviously, we all know about the, the, the initial problems they had where the stabilizers had dead spots. They had air in some of the stabilizers. So they, so Jeep went through and they, uh, they uh, recalled a bunch of stabilizers, switched out to, to the B stabilizers. Well, those ones had issues too. And then now they're, they're on the C and supposedly they're coming out with another magic one that's going to, you know, take care of everything. And all, all it's doing is just trying to narrow that window. The problem with the JL is the window's too big. And, and another, I mean, there's common issues where, like, uh, they had some programming issues um, with the electronic assist steering that, that they were getting stuck driving, or they wouldn't turn left, and they were doing some funky stuff. And then there's a bunch of ball joints that weren't talked properly. So, like, there, there's, like, th- those are all TSBs, and those were all recalls, you know? So there's, like, there's three or four, like, attributed Chrysler said, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, okay, we screwed up. Like, right here. Like, th- they'll say, yeah, that is. The problem with the JL though is 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 honestly it, it's the main it's the meat and potatoes of the whole thing is is so when let's go back to that shopping cart let's go back to a uh, a chopper motorcycle well the next thing is is shopping cart turns on a dime they turn great because it has that negative caster well we're talking about the ball joint angles now a chopper motorcycle if you ever see a guy with a chopper in a parking lot trying to turn this thing around at slow speed it has a huge turning radius so if the, the further, more positive caster we put into that Jeep, and yes, it's going to want to drive straight very well, our turning radius gets bigger. So that's something to kind of think about. So like when we're designing a Jeep, we're like, man, if we could get the turning radius a little better, well, we start running the, the, the caster not on a negative side, but not so much positive into it. And then the, uh, the track bar in it is, is just, it's just not enough because now once we had that not enough positive caster, we our window for opportunity of a of resonance in there is is much bigger. Well, let's match it with the track bar that's that's far um, too weak. It's it just it, it just it, it's just too thin. Okay, so you um, think the JL uh, track bar is too thin for the the oh yeah for the design? Okay, that makes sense. Per- personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, personally, I do. And 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 the hardest part is you know Jeep ran the thing. The JL for four years, obviously, that test mule is out there, and they were not having the issues with the test mule. So, so what, it's what those damn users. Those users will find the problem every time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, so you got that, and the next thing is you got to think about with test mules. They're not mass producing them like they are. Oh um, yeah, like they are at the factory. So the next thing is 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 and we, okay, we had track bar uh, bracket failures on the you know the welds were failing on the frame and, and i'm i'm kind of talking like over all the stuff that we all knew right it's the stuff of now the jl because of 
the way it was designed and because of some of the some of the stuff i'm not blaming engineers i mean some they have to design things that way you know like some of them their hands are tied well because of the perfect storm that we built it's very finicky on getting all the alignment angles correct on on, on like i mean it's it's talking very minute differences you know very small differences now we talk about tires okay hey if we had a small vibration in that tire well we're dealing with a vehicle that has a very wide window of opportunity for this to happen already. Gotcha. So now it, it's just so much more susceptible. It's that perfect storm where this thing is very susceptible to uh, to a vibration in it, and 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 you really see that with. I mean the the the, the JL track bar is very weak. The steering looks very robust. I built one for SEMA last year. I'm like this thing, this thing's big. This is sweet. I I pulled it off and the, it's just paper thin, just paper thin. And even if you actually take it. That, that that steering linkage and and just kind of tap it with a hammer or even tap on the ground you can feel it feels like a tuning fork and that's exactly Jeez. what happens so it sounds like so, to me you're recommending that if you if you did go out and spend all that money for a jl it might be uh, worth looking for a a decent track bar to put on there that, that's a start and, and you know i'm not a huge guy of like like upgrade this upgrade that you have to you're like you're gonna die if you don't like that's not like <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not a sales guy i'm not like that i'm not, i'm just I'm not, and I'm that that way in our shop. Every like everybody knows me is I'm not a sales guy. I'll, right. I'll I'll educate you. You're an adult. You make your own you know good right. decisions. Yeah. Is that being said, and 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 you could say it's even a little extreme. JLs that get lifted in my shop do not leave the shop with a stock track bar or a stock steering system. In yeah. it. I will not let the Jeep because it's flat out. It's not up to my standards. Well, you've, and, and you've I, learned, too, that they're going to have problems with that because of uh, the design. And I, and I know that the reason why it's thin, it, they've designed it for less weight because they want to try to get those uh, those those uh, miles per gallon numbers up because uh, of the blasted government they're requirements. Yeah, their hands are tied. You can make the greatest Jeep ever. You can make the greatest vehicle ever, the most reliable anything. If it doesn't meet government standards, you can't sell it. So right. their hands are tied. they got to do what they got to do. And, I, and, and, and that's... That's no fault to the engineer. That's no fault. That's just the, you know, that's the world we live in. Yeah. So, but, but it's a shame. In, in my aspect of it is it's not up to my standard. It's, I, I can't, I well, can't allow that to Well, it's like you control. say, all you can do is advise the people and give them a good yeah. reason as to why it is this way. Because everybody's going to think, well, there's no, they, they wouldn't sell something like this. It's Jeep. They wouldn't sell hey. something that have these problems. Well, Absolutely. but think about, you have to think about more about what's behind that. So, well, you know, uh, Ken, we didn't even touch on SEMA. I wanted to talk about some of that stuff, but, you know, we're out of time. So we got to let the kids know where they can find you if you're if you're on any of the social media stuff. We've already mentioned uh, YouTube. So uh, how, how, yep. would, how would people find you on the social media and the YouTube? Yeah, so I'm on uh, so on YouTube, it's Dr. Death Wobble. On Instagram, it's Dr. Death Wobble. On Facebook, it's Dr. Death Wobble. And then Facebook, <laughs> you can also... Asked to join our uh, Dr. Deathwobble learning and understanding community. That's kind of a tool. That, that's all like the insider stuff. So I, I'm, I'm pretty accessible when it comes to Instagram and, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. We, I, we do our very best to, to help as many people. But if you ask to join the group, the group, like, gets all the inside information. And then uh, there is, you know, companies I work with. There, I work, I'm, I'm sponsored by a lot of different companies for my SEMA building. And it's all like partnerships that, that work out really good. So honestly, we do a lot of giveaways. Like every week, I'm just even thinking this coming week, where we give away? We're giving away about $500 for the parts this coming week. Um, and every week, we're all, like, you know, every week or every other week, we're always giving away parts or we're, 
or explain and help and understand new parts that come to the market of why they were designed. My whole thing is I don't sell parts. I explain things. And if you can see a problem that's solving, that's great. Maybe it'll help you. Now, that $500 in parts that you're giving away, uh, is that like a big big pile of stock uh, JL track bars? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gonna be <laughs> strap steel down right now. So, but yeah, you 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 walk out behind my shop. I got a whole pile. Of stuff. <laughs> it doesn't weigh that much. It's a problem. We need a bunch of it to make any money on it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Very interesting. I'm glad we got you on, and obviously a very knowledgeable individual uh, having to do with death wobble. And uh, I'd like to say that uh, if you need help from Doctor Death Wobble. Uh, English is not required. <laughs> hey, there you go. We can, like, if, if you can watch a video, I can walk you through it. <laughs> That's right. Well, Ken, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And we, we'll just have to have you back on because, you know, like I said, we didn't even touch on semen, some of the other stuff that you're doing, and uh, great inside information. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ken. And thanks again to Dr. Ken. Or- Dr. Deathwobble, for taking the time to talk about the one thing that all of us Jeepers fear the most, Deathwobble. Definitely a, a nasty, nasty thing. And kind of a, kind of curious, you see, somebody has dedicated their life to this, I mean, for the most part. I, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, no, no. You got to stick with life. Not for the most part. <laughs> it can't be one or the other. <laughs> well, if you have an idea for a guest or you work in the off-road industry, we definitely want to hear from you. Maybe you know somebody who works in the off-road industry, or you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show just to tell your own Jeep story. Everybody's got one to tell, and we definitely want to hear yours. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your ideas for our next great guest. Who knows? Could be you. And coming up next week, we're not going to have a guest, uh, but it's, <gasps> but it's for it's for a damn good reason. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Jeep Talk Show has actually been invited to attend a, and correct, help me on this because I always seem to mispronounce it. Is it Nexian or Nexon? Nexon. Nexon. Tires. Yes. Uh, uh, so it's Jeep like the Talk this- Show has gotten celebrity status, got the, <laughs> got the invite to an official tire manufacturer's uh, a testing arena, if you will. Uh, and uh, yeah, Tony is going to go out there and be the Jeep Talk Show ambassador and and Tony, they're like giving you a Jeep, aren't they? Or I mean, you're going to get to drive something I other told than you your not, own rig. I told you not to say that. Oh, no, I'm, that's right. You don't know I'm actually getting a Jeep. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to have a JK and a uh, LJ uh, as uh, highly modified 37-inch uh, Nexon tires. Uh, Rock jock axles. Uh, right, yeah, thank you very much. I couldn't remember. I didn't yeah. have it in front of me. Race, race line bead locks. I mean, these things are decked out. Yes. I mean, fully hooked up, and locked did you, and, did and you loaded, see, ready to go. Did you see the part that the 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 heavily modified JKU is going to be the support vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, this is, uh, they call the event uh, Extreme Rock Crawling. And uh, Don Alexander, the uh, the uh, actual reason why we were invited, our guest last week, Don, very knowledgeable guy. Uh, uh, the uh, He has a the Jeep uh, 4x4 school, and uh, he's actually running the event for Nexon. And uh, he uh, he put in a good word for us, and uh, he really likes the the job that we do here on the show. And uh, I mean, literally, whenever he was talking to me about it before we recorded the interview last week, I was like, "But why us?" <laughs> 
it took me a good five minutes just to wrap my head around that we were being invited to something. So well, yeah, because it turns out we are influencers. We we are considered media for the for the most part. And uh, and <laughs> there there I on, go again. It's all or nothing. No, it's all or nothing. <laughs> we're celebrities, damn it. <laughs> we're kind no, of a big deal. <laughs> That's what but he's been saying no, for this, years. <laughs> this is this is like celebrity status. I mean, because we are for we're being taken seriously for the first time <laughs> this, is, this is gonna serious mistake they, they clearly haven't ever listened to the show and i'm just saying no i, I this is truly an honor oh, um very and, much so. and i i was really want, hoping that i was going to be able to par- partake in this uh, i had to take off some time at the beginning of the year uh because of weather issues um had to take some time off because of health issues and i'm taking time off next month because of a vacation and it's all my time off is already spoken for if I were to do this, it would be uh, paid. Uh, it would not be paid time off, and uh, and taking three or four days off unpaid is just something I just cannot do. No, so, uh, obviously. Well, but like you had said, I mean, we we actually when we spoke to Don uh, before we uh, uh, did the show, uh, you said maybe twenty twenty, and then these events. There's going to be more of these events. Oh I just, yeah. I just hate that it's going to be that long. I was just really excited. And I wanted to get you guys involved in it, and 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 really more so you, Josh, because we both have had issues about getting off road and having this ability where uh, they're going to uh, take care of it. All you have to do is go out and have fun, and then talk about it. I mean, good lord, we talk about anything anyway. So this is a yeah. it's a it's a boon, and uh, uh, it would be nice to have all three uh, hosts on the show actually going off road for a change. <laughs> Well, I definitely have some stuff uh, coming up here in the very near future. Uh, We'll be talking about that here a little bit later in the show. Sounds good. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I'm sorry I'm not in the mood to talk today. I've had a little accident. I was working on the Jeep trying to separate a tie rod end using a hammer and a chisel. And well, you ever smack a knuckle with a hammer? Oh. Yeah, that happened. Oh. But it's okay. It didn't hurt too much. Oh, no. But I think that's the last time my neighbor's going to hold the chisel for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. If it's not... (laughs) If it's not the last time they hold a chisel for you, you need to uh, buy them a nice brisket. Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out! It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Now, what is it, and why do I want it? So, this is um, going to be um, a pre-product review. Uh, as I was taking my Jeep to the spa, today uh, I asked um, the guys if they could grease up my Yeti and my um, drive shaft because you know when you have aftermarket parts they have um, they're not the same as the stock parts and you got to grease them up and it's very very important especially the, the front drive shaft and if you have a rear drive shaft um, like myself I have the Tom Woods front drive shaft you need to keep those greased up because there could you could have failure if you don't and it's happened to many people's so if you take it to the shop, you want to m- make sure they know that you need to do that. And if you don't take it to the shop, you want to make sure that you grease all those points on the drive shaft. They're called Zerks. And there's one that's hidden in the, in- it's an inverted one. 
and you need a special um, needle nozzle for that one. Um, and it's kind of hard to get at. Some people use like a 90 degree one. But you need to make sure you get those. It's an inverted one in the cardigan joint and it can be difficult to get to. And I don't want to have to count on the guys at the shop to do it for me all the time because sometimes you're going to need to do it before you take it to the shop if you get your oil changed or whatever. So I'm buying myself a grease gun and it's going to be the Lumax LX 1152 Black Heavy Duty Deluxe Pistol Grease Gun with an 18-inch flex hose. Um, it's heavy-duty ha um, cast head develops up to 7,000 PSI. It's a three-way loading by using the cartridge, suction, or a pump. It's equipped with an air bleeder valve to vent air pockets. It's a heavy 18-gauge steel barrel, which assures durability and follower rod lock prevents accidental discharge oh god i hate accidental discharge i know that's just not fun Seven thousand psi um, wow i had no idea that's amazing I, so anyway i will be um getting that and um, you need it's one of those. really yeah it's really actually really easy to do i watch i've watched them before I've just been too lazy to get the grease gun. Well, you know, this I, is what people did before YouTube, Damien. They actually watched other people do it and then, you know, tried it themselves. So this is perfect. Right. This is like pre-YouTube stuff you're doing. Right. So Those uh, needle nozzles, though. Those needle nozzles, those suck. All oh, those are a pain in the butt to use. My uh, yeah. my my previous ball joints uh, used those grease zerk fittings, and oh, I, wow. I ended up swapping them out because uh, uh, I could not freaking stand those things. Well, you actually need like three hands to use it, don't you? It, they are a pain in the ass because yeah. you you have, I mean, literally like the the surface area of a ballpoint pen that you have to get this needle into, and then you have to press it in hard enough to disengage the spring ball that's in there that keeps the grease from coming through that coming through the zerk, and so and then you have to you have to get that in there, get push down the, the to disengage the spring, and then start pumping it in. All while holding enough pressure on everything to keep everything open and 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 secure and, and loaded and in the right spot. Nearly impossible, ninety percent of the time. Yep. Um, but good luck, Tammy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it may work for you. Thanks. So. Thanks for we, the positive. We don't want to discourage uh, your uh, efforts. Encouragement, but. Josh. <laughs> um, so it was suggested by um, Chris CPO because um, he has the same front drive shaft as me. The Lincoln Lubrication Five Eight O Three Grease needle nozzle so i'm going to try that out and actually i remember it came with the tom woods drive shaft a little oh yeah plastic doohickey mine did too yeah yeah so i'll i'll try both of them out and i'll let you guys know but um i just got lubed and greased up so no i don't bragging to do it for a while i know <laughs> um so but the the links to both of these items are going to be in the show notes so if anyone else is interested or if you've ever used these, um, I'd be I'd love to hear your thoughts. So, but I'm all ready. My Jeep's all ready to go um, wheeling next weekend. And folks, if you have a product review, just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown, around the nation, in wheeling wear. Oh my God, Josh! Uh, was your Honda stolen again? Is that I know there was a Honda issue, but was yeah. it? Because uh, I didn't think they were stealing this one. No, no, this is uh, I, I got a different different Honda. Had it for well since October, 
Uh, and uh, was it on Tuesday? Uh, I was driving into work, and I was about a quarter mile from the exit that I, I normally take to, to go to work. And a uh, semi-truck just decided to come into my lane rather quickly, mind you. And I was in the right lane uh, between, uh, it, was, it was me, the shoulder, and, and the jersey barriers. Uh, and he came over very quick. I had to slam on my brakes. Uh, I was about halfway through the length of mm. his trailer when he came over into my lane. Uh, and so it was either I'm going to go underneath his wheels or I'm going into the wall or I need to get out of this. And, uh, and it, was, it was slam on the brakes. Um, I lost control of the vehicle and uh, ended up um, into the wall. Uh, at the tail end up, it kind of lost, uh, came out from, from me. I pretty much just Dale Earnhardt right into the wall, um, bounced off the wall, spun into traffic, uh, nailed the wall again with the backside of the car. Um, and I, there I sat kind of perpendicular to the flow of traffic in the uh, far right lane. Uh, semi truck did not stop. I don't know if he just didn't see me, um, thought all the smoke and commotion behind him was something completely unrelated. Uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't have a dash cam and through all the excitement, I certainly didn't get a plate number. It was an apportioned plate anyway with like, you know, 12 digits and you can't, I can't remember that. So, um, oh, yeah, the, there's, the a Honda, lot of, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dash cams out there, Josh. Uh, I wonder if somebody yeah, else not on my car. car. <laughs> no, no, but I wonder if somebody may have caught it, and maybe they're in the process of looking up your license plate number so they can get the information to you. Uh, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Nothing, nothing so far. Um, I, I even kind of you know perused Craigslist and stuff to see if uh, anybody you know posted something up there as you know one of those uh, uh, I don't know public you know message boards or, or whatever, and and you know nothing so. Nothing on Facebook in the local groups either. So I don't. Nobody cares. Nobody stopped. I, uh, I think I would be. Uh, I would be one of those people that would want to make sure that uh, that uh, truck driver was held accountable. Uh, certainly, uh, potentially killing somebody. Uh, uh, well, yeah, because if I had not been paying attention, if, I, if my focus was out the passenger side window or on my phone or stereo or something like that, I, I wouldn't have seen him. And I legitimately would have gone right underneath the rear tires of that trailer. Were you in, uh, his, uh, were you in the blind spot? Gotten, were you in the blind spot at the time? I just pushed right into the wall. I don't, I don't know. That's what, I don't know. Because he was next to me. I wasn't really paying attention to what he was doing until all of a sudden he's in my lane. Right. And, and it's just like, you, all, all you do is react. I mean, that's all you sure. can do. Yeah. That's yeah, a shame. That's a shame. And uh, uh, so, so now you're driving the XJ, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm daily driving the Jeep, $20 a day, 400 bucks a month, just to get to and from work, 40 miles each way. Well, and, you know, with 10, 11 miles to the gallon, it just, it, yeah, so. Well, and the great news is you got a, a massive uh, exhaust leak, so everybody knows to get out of your way. <laughs> yeah, that's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got my bell rung pretty good. Um, I, I, I Tuesday was real rough for me. Um, I'm pretty certain that I had a, some degree of a concussion. Um, uh, I'm, I still don't feel 100%. I'm a little off, and it, it's kind of hard to explain to people in, in, in what way mm -hmm. that I'm off. But, I mean, you hit a wall at 60 miles an hour, and, I mean, you get your bell rung like that. And, yes, things yeah. are going to not quite be the way they were. Well, and so. this, this is not – I mean – this is like an understatement, but this is not a good situation for you because uh, you, you don't have a, a large uh, cache uh, of, no, of, I, I don't. Of, of funds to replace this Honda. So no. fortunately, fact, I, I you just, got the Jeep, but you know, like you say, it's, it's very expensive. 
Yeah, and I just drained my savings buying plane tickets and stuff for a um, a vacation coming up in August. Um, there's uh, there's multiple reasons. There's multiple reasons for you not to go and to actually be flown yeah. out to California. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and go to go to one of this uh, this next entire event, Josh. Oh, that was that was it's certainly the universe. Uh, it's the universe telling you. Of yeah. <laughs> well, I hate that. I hated uh, hearing that you had an issue, and I, you know, I think it might be time to try something other than a Honda. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's what a buddy, uh, a buddy at work uh, was telling me. He's just like, yeah, first the thing gets stolen a bunch, and now you wreck it. And I was like, no, I, that's different. It's, he's like, well, your luck with Honda is just garbage. <laughs> yeah, it was such a yeah. nice looking car too. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, it was I, even with it all bent up. It was uh, it was still uh, still a nice looking vehicle. So, uh, would you mind if we shared some of those uh, photos that you shared with uh, Tammy and I on uh, on the the web page? No, we we can do that. All right, we can do that. I'm maybe sure people uh, are curious. maybe let's go ahead and, and blur out the license plate or something like that. But uh, uh, but yeah, uh, you guys can see it for yourself. And oddly enough, airbags did not deploy. Uh, which <laughs> well, they're expensive which, uh, to replace, uh, so that's good. <laughs> well, a lot of people are are kind of kind of thinking that's a red flag um, that oh, the like airbags should have deployed. Yeah, yes. I mean, you you look you look at the the pictures closely. I mean, if you see, were to see the thing in person, you would have you would assume the airbags had went off. Um, but oh, uh, yeah, I mean, the bumper certainly. the bumper's gone. the The core support is is tacoed. I mean, the supports for the bumper are one of them is completely sheared off. Um, I mean, the, the front of the car is, is almost gone, um, and and the airbags didn't deploy. It's 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 just. Yeah, there, there, there was Bondo on the car. Now that I see that there's a bunch of folded metal, I can see that there was some prior damage. Um, the, v- the vehicle has been repaired before. There's a chance that they didn't replace the sensors. That they, maybe there's not even any airbags in the ask car. You, there may not be <laughs> airbags. Because yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, the, the panels are, are there and everything. You know, it looks like there, there should be airbags, but, uh, but yeah, nothing went off, and I, I couldn't see any sensors up front. Which and I know what airbag sensors look like. Um, I didn't see them up there, which is kind of weird. So uh, they're not where that where I, where I thought they would be anyway. So you know um, this this accident may have saved your life uh, down the road, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah. Not only and, and I'll just assure assure you, Josh. I know you're concerned about this. You didn't mention it. We'll we'll blur the the license plate and the hooker that was hanging out of the trunk with it <laughs> bent open the dead hooker i should say yeah right so because you don't want those kind of problems at all so but we'll take care of that for you well good looking out tony so yeah that's uh <laughs> that's what's going on in my world uh not, nothing great um i'm i'm and i'm i'm a little off I, you know my speech is 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 a little off i just i feel off everything is off um since then um you know getting your bell rung like that is is it does a number to you and i'm still oh, kind of in recovery accent. You, well, uh, I definitely got a little whiplash. I, I know I'm I'm fairly certain I had a mild concussion. I had some eye flutter and some other um, uh, symptoms of of a mild concussion on Tuesday. Um, and then, God damn, am I sore? Oh boy, am I sore so all through the shoulder blades and and shoulders and neck and stuff. So I know I got beat up pretty good. So uh, do you see dead people now? Is there <laughs> nothing like any that? Psychic I, abilities? That- I, d- I didn't even see stars. Uh, I didn't lose consciousness or anything like that either. Um, I, I was with it the whole time. Uh, but uh, you know what? Would yeah. have, what would have been funny uh, and uh, uh, very interesting to tie into the show here. If uh, if whenever you were uh, in that accident, you did see stars, you saw Jeremy Renner driving by. Oh yeah, Jeep, <laughs> that would have been really freaky. Premonition <laughs> <laughs> because of you doing the show and talking about that later. <laughs> 
Well, so I'm driving my Jeep every day now. Tammy's going to be driving her Jeep off-road, and there's some badge of honor trails uh, going on, Tammy. What's what's happening with that? Well, the uh, listener emailed us, and I'm trying to track down exactly when it's um, coming out, but they have a new design for the Jeep badge of honors, and I'm not quite sure, but it sounds like... Um, you can possibly replace your old ones with new ones. I'm not really sure. I'm still well, trying to track down all that you information. Have to, yeah. I was wondering if you have to go back and redo the trails that you've yeah. already done to earn those badges to get the new versions or, you know, how right. all that works. So Yeah, that's what I'm still trying to, to track down. But um, and anyway, it's going to yeah. take five months for you to get right, three of them. Exactly. All well, I bet, you, I bet right. you they've taken care of that because that was yeah. a known issue. You know, yeah. uh, I, I'm uh, I, I forget where it's located, but I really would like to get the the one for the Mall of America. I think that would be a great badge. <laughs> yes, to <laughs> have. You, you know what? If next time I go up to Minneapolis, I'll try to get you one. You know, is oh, is that where it is? You know, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of people out there that that think this uh, the the trail badge honor thing is just kind of really cheesy and silly right. and but beneath them, frankly. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you've run across that on Facebook, haven't you, Tammy? So people oh, telling yeah. you that they're people not. Make, yeah, they make fun of me all the time. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, no, but and that, that's perfectly fine. I mean, right. you, you know, you should enjoy what you enjoy. But I was just wondering if you had run across that uh, because I'm sure this. Every time you talk about it, I'm, I'm I'm thinking there's there's a listener or so or two out there going, Oh my God, not that Jeep badge of honor thing again. Good right. lord, you know, talk right. about a, a a trophy for nothing. You know that type of thing. So. Not the way but I feel about it personally. I will, um, I will try to track down the information and let everyone know. I um, think it would be co- pretty cool if Jeep came out with uh, uh, like stickers for Toyotas and Priuses and stuff, and every time you ran into one, you just like shooting down airplanes and we'll right. stamp on the fender. Right. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a wheelchair. Now that would be going too far. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody made, everybody made that joke. You know, it's like somebody crossing in front of you. Oh, got a wheelchair, 20 points. <laughs> Everything's based on a point system. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I actually, uh, Tammy, that'd be a great top five for you. Uh, top five uh, points for hitting things uh, while right. on the oh, road. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you two would let me put that on. Yeah, no, I think there's going to be somebody saying something yeah, about just, that. You just put a disclaimer on the front. This right. is just for humor. <laughs> don't try this at home or on the road. <laughs> Well, you know, I already mentioned uh, about uh, doing the uh, going to California next week. Really excited about this. Not excited about the plane ride over there and back. Uh, I don't. I don't mind flying. I love flying, uh, especially when I'm the one you know controlling the aircraft. Uh, oh, ho- sure. Hopefully that <laughs> no, won't happen. I don't happen, think they're going to let you do that. Though. <laughs> but just in case, I'm not having the fish on the flight, so I will be available to take over uh, pilot duties. <laughs> but. The, uh, the it's just the time that you're in the air because from from Texas to California, uh, and this is there's three gonna, hours. Uh, it's it's actually four, but I, I, there was uh, I don't think there were any flights that were nonstop. So oh. it's going to be five hours both so you ways. You got to fly up to Seattle and then uh, then down to San Francisco and you then would, uh, you would then think over to so, LA. But this is <laughs> this is France first, 
and then back to <laughs> <Yeah>. the states, <laughs> right? <laughs> up over the pole. No, uh, I, I guess they're just doing whatever they can do to to make the 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 price. Uh, the airlines are making whatever they can do to make the price more uh, more affordable. And there wasn't a lot of seats, so I'm going to be crammed in there like a sar- sardine because I've got these wide shoulders. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can get a uh, an aisle seat so I can just play uh, chicken with the, uh, the the drink cart as it comes down the aisle. <laughs> Have a little extra now, room in there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you are planning on bringing a, a fair amount of audio and video equipment uh, to fully document uh, the, this whole experience. Well, I'll have the uh, the Zoom recorder that I've had for a long time and haven't done much with, and uh, I'll have my phone, but I wasn't going to load up with uh, the cameras and all the rest of that, that stuff. Uh, the, the phone uh, should be able to handle it. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to... GoPro? Th- uh, yeah, no. you have a little action cam of some kind. I, I think we should we should have some interior and exterior shots. I mean, yeah, well, some. that's fine for YouTube, and but we don't do a lot of YouTube. Uh, I I do want to get some pictures, but no, I have no plans to do all that. I'm not going to carry all that stuff to California. Um, so uh, may get some of that whenever I uh, go out on the trail with my Jeep. But uh, yeah, we don't do a lot of YouTube. But anyway, uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 get lots of audio uh, for the show, and that's the the main focus for our you know podcast. So. Uh, but definitely get some pictures to share on uh, social media and yeah. uh, some video. I've got the uh, the Steadicam uh, thing that I'll be using to get some nice uh, flowing oh, uh, video uh, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. But the main thing is I'm going to have to check my damn baggage because I have to. Uh, you can't take a lithium ion battery inside the uh, the main cabin of the vehicle. Uh, I mean, of the aircraft. Uh, so I'll actually have to have. Uh, I've got a battery backup. Uh, so you have little to thing, check your charger. phone. No, that's that's kind of my point. It's got a lithium-ion battery in it. But I, was like, I but I can't every take, cell phone you know made the, in the last like five years has got a lithium-ion battery in it. I, you know the battery packs that you can buy that you can plug into the laptops oh, and the stuff. Sure, and, and I'm, it may be because of the physical size and the the, uh, the potential uh, uh, okay fire that can uh, can happen with I, those battery packs. But that okay. I'm not I'm not going without that. So. Uh, yeah. I, I need that because if we're out on the trail and my phone battery starts dying, that's, that would really suck. Oh, yeah. No, you can't have that. Yeah. So, But no, audio, absolutely. And uh, I, and I got a backup because even if the Zoom uh, craps out on me, I can still record my, with my phone, but I do have to have battery backup. So really yeah. looking forward to that. And uh, uh, Big Bear Lake, if anybody was curious, uh, is uh, where the event's going to be. And I hear Big Bear is just gorgeous, uh, or I should say fabulous. Uh, and Harry, so yeah. Oh wait, and uh, hopefully Different I'll bear. get help. I get some uh, selfies with some bears, and uh, it'll be fun. Now looking forward to it, Tony. I, yeah, I think you're, you're gonna, gonna have, have a good uh, time. Time your life, man. Time your life. Well, you want to join in on the campfire side chat? We'd sure love to have you. Go over to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. Don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning or are involved with. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, click and fill out our wheeling wear form, and uh, that information will come straight to us. We'll get it out to the masses. Coming up August 3rd, right around the corner, we have Wicked Jeeps North Carolina presenting the Uwari Summit. Uh, this is happening, of course, at the Uwari OHV Trail System in North Carolina, again, on August 3rd. 
this one is a good one. I think we've reported about this in years past. Crawl for the Cure is coming up here, uh, well, pretty much uh, the end of the month, uh, July 18th through the 21st. That's just next weekend, in fact, as we record the show. And this one's happening in Gilbert, Minnesota at the Iron Range OHV Recreation Area, again, July 18th through the 21st. This is a good cause, folks. Crawl for the Cure. This is happening uh, happening to, uh, to fund uh, some really good fights for MS, multiple sclerosis. So, uh, get in on this one, and uh, we'll have the links to these events and others in the show notes for this episode, and you guys can get all the information you need to, uh, well, join in. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to spread the word and tell a friend about the show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, I keep wondering if my Jeep thinks of me as often as I think of it. Then I remember, Jeeps don't think... They just dream of mud and rocks and endless twisting trips. Oh, I'm guessing since 2010.